Hello and welcome to another Saturday sit down. I'm really excited about this Saturday sit down. It's a friend I've met at church, phenomenal person, but I'm not going to introduce her. I'm going to let her introduce herself. So special guest, tell us and our viewers and our listeners who you are, what you do, how you do it, and why. Well, uh, hello, I'm Jill Kazmorowski, and I just have a uh, heart for the Lord. I just wrote a book, so I'm an author now, and it's my testimony, and just as Broken Made Whole, I have a little thing here, Broken Made Whole, Jesus in it all, um, and it was 25 years in the making, and it's all through the Holy Spirit, so the shutdown was the best time for me, uh, because the Holy Spirit and I just kind of worked on it, and it's my testimony of how God brought me through an addiction of crack and drugs and all kinds of other things, you know, redeemed my life, and because he redeemed my life, I have such a love for him that I want others to know that they're worthy of his love, no matter what they're going through or where you're at. You know, he calls us to come as we are. And then and when we come as we are, he does all the transformation. In my uh, ministry, it's called Daughters of Eve. And it's a butterfly because a butterfly can be an ugly, you know, it's an ugly caterpillar at first, but then it gets transformed into a beautiful butterfly. And that's what we are. We're his beautiful creations transformed. And so I just have a heart to share that with others and let them know how worthy um, they are to be loved no matter where they're at in their life. Amen. Awesome, Jill. Now, I probably butchered your last name, so I'd like to call you JK. Pronounce your name, your full name again. It's Kazmorowski. Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I come from a Jewish background, so my maiden name was Horowitz. You know, now I'm married and it's Kazmorowski, so... Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, I see you're rocking in your rocking chair, taking it easy, <laughs> relaxing. So I, I have some insight with uh, Jill or JK. Um, we uh, we met initially at church, a very large mega church. We were in a series that we were delivering to our groups in our different churches. So that was fun. But I got to learn what she does, her passion for mental health, right? Her passion for recovery, redemption and celebration. So I'm going to ask you more of a personal question, Jill. Share with our viewers and our listeners, when did you first develop and discover a relationship with Jesus Christ? Um, so that could be a twofold question. Um, in my addiction, I knew that the Lord was, was kind of chasing me and trying to get my attention. Um, I didn't really know who he was, but I had heard of him and in my book and in my testimony, I always say that Jesus met me on the side of a, a toilet in a crack house. And literally that's where he met me. And ever since then, you know, people who were on fire for the Lord, they just had a different look in their eyes, a different walk. Um, they just had joy in them. And I knew that's kind of what I wanted. And I just one day in my apartment got on my knees and was like, I don't know who you are, Lord, but I want to know what these people have. And like this warmth came over me. And ever since then, gosh, I think I was maybe uh, 25 then. And ever since then, um, it's been a rocky road, but I have been thirsty to know more of him. And I love John 15, 9, uh, because in the Passion Translation, you know, it talks about God abiding in us. But I love the tra Passion Translation because it says that he nurtures all of our hearts with his love. And so he has loved me to wholeness. My life would be nothing without him. So I really, truly give him all the glory. Amen. That's awesome. What a story. 
you know, being a Christian, you know, you have your ups and downs, right? And mm. not, yeah, it's not always mm. easy. And I quote this quote here often on the Saturday sit down, and it's from Johnny Cash. He says, being a Christian isn't for sissies. It takes more of a man to live for God than it is the devil. So obviously he's talking man or woman. So share with me maybe your most challenging, your most tough time or humbling time in your walk, your relationship with Christ, in your ministry. Oh, well, you know, like you said, the walk is not easy and it's, you know, it's a narrow walk, as he tells us. And there have been many stumbling blocks, even in my Christian walk, as I have developed. And one of them was just some of the lies that I still believed, even in my early days as a Christian. And it caused me to lose my job, which really sent me into a spiral because my identity was not in Christ yet. My identity was in uh, some of the things in the world and who I was in work. You know, I was the manager of a company. And, um, and so when I lost that job, it was devastating at the time. I went into a depression. I sat in my pajamas for about six months. But when I look back on it, it was the most healing time because in that, God showed me truly who I am in Christ um, and how to truly trust in him. It wasn't about anything of the world or uh, money or any of that thing. It was really how do you, you know, you can trust him up here, but until it gets here, I didn't know how to truly trust in him. I said I trusted in him, but I didn't because it was all up here. So I was still trying to control it instead of letting him lead me and control my life and submit to him in all things. So that's just one of them. But there have been some other rocky roads that I have had to overcome. You know, I remember at Crossroads when I started the Ministry of Daughters of Eve, some of the girls would come in and um, one day nobody showed up. And I left in my car and I'm like, gosh, Lord, nobody showed up. And he said, but you showed up. And that was the, a, a turn for me because who was I showing up for? Was I showing up for him or was I showing up because of the numbers that were showing up for the message? Mm -hmm. And so ever since then, I was like, yes, Lord, you know, it's, it's all about you. So yes, it's, it's been, um, there's always hurdles. We're always growing. And I don't ask why anymore. I ask, what am I learning in this? And how can I grow better to serve you? Amen, amen. It's awesome. So with the humbling and challenging times, right? Mm -hmm. It's not always that. You have the victories, right? The, you know, the yes. Holy Spirit-filled celebrations, right? So maybe share with our viewers and our listeners some of those peak times, the mountain times, right? Um. So I think one of the, I mean, I can look back on my wedding day. I mean, here I was, the crack addict. Uh, my husband is not an alcoholic or an addict or anything, but he's, he always stood by my side, no matter what. And I remember sharing my, um, you know, the 12 steps, if anybody's familiar, the fourth step is your moral inventory and it's everything. And I remember sharing that with him and he still stuck around. Um, and today, you know, we're very happily married with challenges because everybody, you know, challenges in marriage you have to work at it like anything else. But my wedding day was, victory because I never thought I would have children, never thought I would have a man to love me because I always, 
I gave my love away in my addiction because that's just, you know, it was part of my walk. I, I gave, I didn't know how to be loved. And so I let things get, let myself get taken advantage. So that was a mighty victory in my life. And then to be able to have two children after having four abortions. Yes, if you're listening, I did in my older life have four abortions um, and I didn't even know what that was. Um, and I'm thankful, I guess, I don't know if that even sounds right, but to not have brought a, a child into my addiction, but if I had to do it over again, I know what abortion is and it's, it's death. It's, it's killing a life, but I did not know that, but God redeemed me after having four abortions. I have two beautiful children, uh, two boys, Michael and Matthew, um, one is 20, 16. And, um, you know, I couldn't ask for anything more. And then just the victory of being free from, you know, I, I say crack because that, I mean, a lot of people say, you don't look like a crack addict. And I'm like, well, if you wanted to see me back then, I looked like a crack addict. I acted like a crack addict and I walked the streets like a crack addict. So I am redeemed and that's a victory. And then every day that I'm alive and I can share the, the love of the Lord is a victory. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, Jill, thanks for being so open, right? So authentic and sharing this. I mean, this is a, your life, your story, your testimony is, is powerful. And you give God the credit and testimony of that. Um, give Jesus, right? The credit that, that is awesome. I appreciate that. First of all, I just want to preface that I appreciate your authenticity. And with that being said, I'm going to ask you if you were to leave a legacy, if you want someone to think about you, what what would be the top three things? So if the, when the Lord calls you home, what are the top three things you want to be remembered by or the top three most important things to you? So I always think about that. It's interesting, like what would be on my tombstone? And I really just sometimes think that, you know, she was a beautiful transformation of what God looks like, you know, that she gave her heart. You know, I, I love David and I love reading the Psalms and he was a man after God's own heart. So I'm a woman after God's own heart. I'm 56 now. And I have learned over the, over time, it, it's not about pleasing man anymore. It's about pleasing God. And so I think the other thing was that uh, she just loved the Lord with all her heart, mind, and soul and wanted to please him in anything that she did in her life. And I just love when people say, you know, what God can get through in you, he can get through you. And so I'm just, you know, very humbled. Yeah. So I think that would be another thing that she was humbled to be, to serve the Lord. And, you know, this is like my very, I've never been in front of the camera. I'm out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I just, um, you know, want to be a sounding voice for the, the broken and those who are, are in the trenches. So. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's, that's powerful. Well, let me ask you. So you, um, lead a ministry, right? Mm -hmm. um, you work with them uh, in the mental health field. You are now an author. You you mentioned your book. So if people wanted to get a hold of you, um, mm -hmm. what's the best way to maybe reach out to you if they're they're looking for help with addictions, they're looking help with mental health, or just a closer relationship with Jesus Christ? What's the best yes. way they can reach you? Um, so just a correction. Um, I do um, have a, I, I have a voice for the mental health. I don't really work with the mental health anymore. Um, I do go into the jails, the detention centers for the youth. And I do have a heart now for the youth because they're the next generation coming up. Just kind of 
infiltrating into the enemy's camp so that these young kids will know their identity and they won't have to wait until they're 40 or 50 years old to learn who they truly are. Um, the ministry is, um, it's the daughters of Eve dot org so it's got to be the daughters of eve dot org and then my email is just simply jill kaz it's k-a-c-z and that's at yahoo um so yeah so those are two great places my book is on amazon under just put in my name but it is a testimony it could be used even as a workbook study because there's a lot of questions that just make you go deeper into who you are and, and what your walk would look like with Christ. Um, it has my story, but at the end, it just has the beautiful redemption of what Christ looks like. And that could be for you too. If you are watching this and struggling, God wants to redeem your heart and bring you into his loving arms. Amen. Amen. So uh, you've accomplished obviously a lot. Obviously, Jesus and God accomplished a lot in you uh, and through you. If you had a goal or a vision, maybe for this fourth quarter or the upcoming year, what goal or accomplishment would you like to see to fruition um, by the end of the year or in this next year? So I just um, started a prayer. I just started sending out for a prayer intercessor team. And so again, if you want, if you're interested in being part of the intercessor team, because we all need a covering as God moves us out. And the beginning of this year, God said he was going to catapult me. And I just heard the word catapult, but I've been really just, and he's catapulting everybody, really, not just me. He's catapulting us over the walls that we thought we could never get over. So if you're feeling like stuck, just know God, he, he's catapulting you and he can't move that parked car. He wants you to co-labor with him. Um, and so I feel like, you know, because I live in Cincinnati and in Ohio, I would like in my prayer is Lord, how do I infiltrate all the youth detention centers in our state? And I know I can't do it alone. Uh, there is a content for the Daughters of Eve that takes them through, you know, a five-week journey and how they develop, what scripture looks like, you know, what's your identity, how do you even pray scripture, the word surrender, what's that even look like, and being worthy, what's that, you know, all these words we hear in the church, but how do you walk them out in your life? So my prayer is, you know, not only the detention centers, but the schools, you know, suicide rate is so high for the youth right now. And they're just being attacked um, in, in ways that we have never, and when we were kids. Um, and so I just have a heart. I mean, you know, people always say, why do you work with girls when you have two boys? Well, I was a girl once struggling as a teen. So I get these girls and I get what they're trying to do to help them feel loved and worthy. Um, so, you know, I just wanna help them to know who they are in Christ and to learn what it looks like to walk it out and then just trust. Um, you know, I never trusted myself. I never loved myself, but he did until I could. And so that's my message to them that he can until you can. And I just wanna shield them from the fiery darts until they are strong enough and I think we need to disciple, you know, that's my heart is to disciple people to wear their armor and know what it looks like to fight the principalities and fight off the fiery darts, but yet persevering in love for one another with the, the light of Christ and the word of, of God, the truth. Yeah, because the <laughs> truth will set us free. <laughs> Amen. Well, very, very well said, 
Well, you're getting me encouraged and excited. Very well said, Jill. Yeah, amen. So if our viewers, our listeners wanted to yeah. best support you, right? Your ministry, your endeavors, your your works for the kingdom, how may they best support you? So um, on the website at Daughters of Eve, there is a donation, a link, whatever. I'm not sure he's on the lingo, but yes, you can go on there and donate. Um, and then, of course, purchasing the book for somebody that is dealing with shame and guilt and addiction and, and just, you know, carrying the message through the book. I was never a writer. I was always an English person. So for me to write a book, that's like, that's another victory. I forgot to mention that. That's a victory um, because I never, I could never put a sentence together. And I'm the worst speller in the world still to this day. <laughs> so thank you all for who, those who edit books and all kinds of things. Yeah. So that's basically, yeah. Amen. I, I love your passion, your conviction. And you're right. We need to reach our youth, right? I can see that passion that you have for the young ladies. Um, you know, I have a passion for the youth. You know, I have teenage uh, children myself and any way we can influence them, right? And it's a horrific statistic of suicide and depression, and anxiety with this youth. We got to reach them while they're young, right? So I applaud you on that. And, uh, you know, before we close this up and wrap things up here, let me see an image of your book again. Can you, can yes. you throw that up there again? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, there you go. Broken made. And some people say that looks like is this, they're like, is that you? And I'm like, no, but I came home from Heritage Fellowship, a river meeting. And I said, Holy Spirit, what's the front of the book? You know, I need a, a thing. And, and he showed me this picture. And it was like, because I wear a lot of navy and jeans. And it just, it really spoke to me because it's me giving him my heart. I'm going to have to go out and Amazon and pick up a copy. Now, if I pick up a copy uh, of it, will you autograph it for me, personally autograph it? I absolutely will. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. And I want to close, too, with one last thing. I heard Reinhard Funky, who has passed, and I don't know if everybody is familiar with who he is, but he's an evangelist. And he said every time he picks up the mic, I love this. He said every time he picks up the mic, hell empties and heaven fills. So I think that's exactly how he put it. He empties hell and he fills heaven. So with what you're doing, with what I'm doing, we have a passion to empty hell so we can fill heaven for the lost souls. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hey, Jill, it's been a while, long time since we've talked yes. and chatted. And I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. And again, thanks for being so open and authentic. So kudos to you, you know, and I'll pray thank for you. you. Yeah, thank you. I'll pray for you and your ministry and your book and your endeavors. And uh, viewers and listeners, make sure to pick up a copy. You'll see, you've seen all the information pull up. It'll be in the description. And uh, while you're at it, viewers and listeners, may you launch each day with purpose, navigate with principles and explore with passion. Thanks for having me. You're Appreciate welcome. it. Bless you.